This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. You'd say Peter King is probably one of the most premier NFL writers, people who cover the sport, yeah, talk about it, probably. whatever you would call him, right? Yeah. You seem very. You both no, I'm not. No, I just. I, well, here's that. a reason why is because of your tease from the last episode, which you can find at Steelers.com. Which you can. It, it doesn't sound like I should be as high on him as I used to be. He did his power rankings today for Pro Football Talk, NBCSports.com. It's one of his various outlets. Uh, number one was the Chiefs, and number two is the Buccaneers. So I would just, you know, just to get that drama out of the way. You know, I don't think anybody's too too shocked about that. The Pittsburgh Steelers for Peter King. And this kind of goes along the lines with national media getting a little bit disrespectful when it comes to the Steelers or maybe, you know, not hiding their bias as far as they can't wait to just be able to crush a team that has the name recognition as the Steelers because that's what causes ratings. They've been crushing the Cowboys on first take for years because of that. <laughs> he has the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 19 in his power Get rankings out of for here. the NFL. You're lying. And – Number 10, as far as AFC teams are concerned. He has him at 10. So that's not a playoff team. By by far, it's not a playoff team. That's way below the playoff. Way below a playoff team. Some teams around the Steelers, behind them, 20 is the Giants, 21 is the Cowboys, 22 is the Falcons. The teams that are directly in front of the Steelers, Tennessee is at 18, New England. Oh, he's got them low, too. New England is at 17. They're low, too. And the Chicago Bears are at number 16. There's no reason the Bears should. I mean, he's just banking on. Justin Fields reviving that franchise in one year. No, he said Andy Dalton. <laughs> no, I'm really? Just no. I'm just I kidding. Hope, I hope you're Andy Dalton. He yeah. said part of him wants to throw Justin Fields in there right away, but Andy Dalton can take the heat off of a rookie from having yeah. the trial by fire. And he did mention that Aaron Donald game in the first week of the year for the Chicago Bears. But Pittsburgh at number 19, I do think it is a little bit too low. I mean, I think that they're definitely a fringe top 15 team kind of floating right around there, but I don't think it's they're on the side closer to 20 than they are to 10, if that makes any sense. I think they're yeah. a little bit closer to 10 than they are to 20. And I, I don't know. I just think that there seems to be some idea that Ben Roethlisberger is in a human body cast when he's out on the field and he's just completely old and can't play the position anymore. Because that would be the only way that it would make sense to have that roster number 19 in the league is that you don't trust the quarterback and you think he's too old. Because, I mean, from the top to bottom on the offense, I think they improved. The offensive line is, of course, a question mark. But I think it's a little bit better than they give a lot of people give it credit for. And I think Kendrick Green could really transform it. And defensively, they're still one of the better defenses, if not the best defense in the league. So it would have to be the quarterback in his mind. He did say that he can't get their one and four finish down the stretch last season. But and that's I would raise, fair. But I would raise him that there was no Najee Harris there. Yeah, that's true. That would change a lot. That's yeah. It's going to be a different dynamic to that offense that's going to help this team, especially in those December football games when you have to run the football. It's cold and miserable in Pittsburgh, and they hit a little extra harder because the playoffs are on the line. You need a good running game. Did not have it. Yeah, no, they didn't. Uh, I mean, that that's true. And just looking really quick, I mean – uh, quickly, I mean, like you said, Tennessee's at 18. I think they're really low. I still think they're a good football team. Um, I scrolled up here, and he's got New Orleans at 13. Like, like what are we talking about so, here? Yeah, what's the logic of putting the Steelers so low and and then the, the Saints so high when like, they have 
a worse quarterback situation than the Steelers. I mean, are you really going to tell me that Jameis Winston is a better option right now? Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, that combination, is a better option at quarterback than what the Steelers have at Ben? No, absolutely not. I mean, and then looking up even further, he's got San Francisco at five. I mean, That's I, what I was going to say later. Yeah. I know what that, is this guy on but, right okay, now? Okay, but here's the thing. The Niners are the favorite to win the I know the they are. They so still are. Not, still doesn't make sense to me. He's not the only one, though. It's, no, he's not. There's a lot of people out there that feel this way, apparently. Let me see actually what the line is on that right now. Why but a lot of people have the San Francisco Niners high in their minds, and I agree. I don't think it makes sense. I think San Francisco is a team that's a little bit more middle of the pack, not as bad as they were this year. No, no. But I think they're more middle of the pack. Uh, I don't know. They did go to the Super Bowl two years ago. They did. So I guess these people see a lot of talent on these rosters. And they were COVID beat up last year, and they were beat up in general. Um, yeah, they're still plus one eighty five to win the West, and they're the hot, they're the odds on favorite to win the NFC West on Fanduel right now. I mean, that's pretty nuts. There are uh, people high on them. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's fine. Uh, but I just looked at that and I thought that was surprising. I mean, they're the fifth best. You can be high on team. them. I, what like in what world are they, are they the fifth best team? Yeah, I don't know. You can be high on know. them. You you could be all in on the Niners, but don't tell me there are only four teams in the NFL better than them. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. But I mean, when you look, when you look at you know the the Steelers, and I'm not super high on the Steelers right now. I think that that point has pretty much gotten across. I would assume since the season ended. Although I did, I, I do like what they did in the draft, and I think Najee Harris will, will definitely help them. But I don't see them as the 19th best team in the league. I mean, that puts you, I don't know, in the realm of like six and 11 or, or seven and 10, you know, somewhere in there probably. I mean, unless there are a lot of teams that, you know, finish around 500 or, well, I mean, I guess there is no 500 this year. So I guess that could maybe be the, the bridge that he's going off of that. There is no 500 teams. Um, but I mean, I don't see them being that bad. I mean, I, especially in the preseason after they finished 12 and four. And I know, like I said, it's fair to, to bring up, going one and four down the stretch. I know it's, it, I mean, I, I said that's a fair point by Peter King to bring up because, you know, that's a, a tough pill to swallow. Still to this day, it's a tough pill to swallow. But Tom, to your point, Najee Harris kind of changes that a little bit. Maybe you can really salt ways, you can salt leads away. Um, you, you know, you can keep the ball away from opposing defenses and opposing offenses. If you just hand the ball off to Najee Harris, you don't have to put it in the air to gain, you know, four or five yards on third down or second down. You can just hand the ball off to your number one horse. I think that does help a little bit. Um, and, and again, does that mean that I think they're going to be a playoff team? No, I don't think they will be. I think they'll be fighting desperately for a playoff spot. But I don't think they're the 19th best team in the league. I, I don't see that. And again, I, I keep looking at the, the team right above them, Tennessee at 18. I, I think that's ludicrous, too. Yeah, I think Tennessee is a very good team as well. This yeah, year. I think they're a top 10, top 11, top 12 team in the league. He does... Where does he put them in the AFC? Tennessee, they'd be nine. Wow. Wouldn't I, they, I, I just don't. Wouldn't you be able to connect those dots? I mean, if the Steelers are 19 oh, in the NFL yeah, I, and Tennessee is 18. Not, then... That's my bad. That's my bad. Sorry. Sorry, all listeners. Math <laughs> is not the strong suit here on the Steelers standard. He but... did note that the offensive line is rebuilt, new offensive coordinator in Matt Canada, and I think this is the key here, and you can make your point, and we can talk about this maybe a little more. They had one of the second. They had, I think, the second easiest schedule in football last year. They started eleven and zero. Yeah, toughest schedule in football this year. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, and again, we went through the schedule, you know, a handful of times. It's not going to be easy, and um, especially once you get Tom, as you mentioned, you mentioned December and and, and um, down the stretch, how important it's going to be to you know win games down the stretch. That's when the schedule gets its hardest, um, and that's when you're going to rely on a guy like Najee Harris the most. 
Um, you know, and like you said, you had the easiest schedule in the league last year. You started off 11-0. How do you start this season when you have the toughest schedule in the league? And I'm not saying that Buffalo, I agree. Cleveland, Green Bay, <laughs> Seattle, all yeah. on the schedule by Halloween. It's tough. October 31st. <laughs> That's not fun. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying I agree with Peter King, but at the same time, you can see why he's not high on them. I'm not saying he should be this low on them. But when you have the league's most difficult schedule and there's still some question marks, I mean, I understand why he's low on them, but not this low. No, I, I don't I don't get it. Especially I knew Jacob when... would be the most heated, though. I did. 19 is Jacob just would have him, I think, maybe at number two if he had. I wouldn't have him at number two, <laughs> but I did predict them to go, what, 12 and five? You did. That's not, again, what, what's more ridiculous to you, saying that there are 18 teams better in the NFL than the Steelers or 12 and five as a, as a possible record? I don't know if you want me to answer that question. I don't either. You think it's more ridiculous that they go 12 and five, that they're top I think 19? They, I, think they, I think 10 and seven. Maybe eleven and six. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, and on top of that, I think eleven and six. How is that any different from twelve and five? I think you're both a little ridiculous. Yeah. So meet me in the middle, Mr. King. I, I told get... you, Peter King. As far as I think, I think the Steelers fifth, top fifteen team trending closer towards the top ten than the twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I I like somewhere between fifteen and ten. I'm not I'm not too high on fifteen to twenty, especially if it's nineteen. Yeah, on the very end of the spectrum, as far as that's concerned, New York Giants the only team keeping you from being the bookend to the yeah. top 20. Yeah, it's ridiculous to me to think that the Steelers are only one spot better than the New York Giants. In what world is that true? Well, and we can kind of comb through this a little bit, too, after we're done talking about the Steelers some more. But, you know, I think Dallas being number 21 is a little low. Yeah, well. I thought I that, too. I mean, a lot has to be predicated on Dak Prescott coming back and being what he was when we last but. saw him before that injury. But... I mean, if he is, they're better than the New York Giants. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's no question in my mind. And they might even be better than the Pittsburgh Steelers in my mind. Could be. The Dallas Cowboys. They could be. And we've been doing hierarchies throughout the summer. And honestly, there's been times when I've been thinking Dallas might be the third best team in the entire NFC if they can stay healthy. So That's a big if, but yeah, I it agree. It is a big if. So there are questions up and down this list. So I think it is fair to say that he's a little off base when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But guys, I really can't stress enough. It almost always seems to just wrap back to Ben when it comes uh, to the national yeah. media and their takes on how the Steelers will do is it's Ben, Ben, Ben. And I get that because quarterbacks are so important. The most important not position, not just in football, but probably in all of sports all across sports. the board. It's the most important position. But this is a guy who's been to the Hall of Fame and, you know, you pay certain respects to Peyton Manning when he had an arm hanging by right. a limb at the end of the yeah. year. I mean, who's to say Ben can't, kind of tap into that kind of energy, change his game late. I mean, it's unfair to just write him off already. But I, I'm telling you, that's why a lot of people, Greeny, saying that if it wasn't for Mike Tomlin, he think the Steelers would be one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, it's a lot of people like that. Peter King on this rankings won't be the last time you hear some Steelers slander throughout. In fact, bookmark future segment. We'll do Steelers right. slander on Steelers slander. <laughs> but the national media is very low on this team, and I think that – Although it's not going to be twelve and five, like Jake, I think national media is going to be a little unpleasantly surprised when the Steelers do their usual Steeler thing, and at the very worst, just hang around five hundred and compete for a playoff spot all the way up to week eighteen. Yeah, and I think that's the most realistic, you know, thing they do. But at the same time, that's a lot better than what a lot of the national media is saying. Uh, and I mean, that's a lot better than nineteenth, the nineteenth best team in a league. Um, and I think that is what the Steelers will do. I mean, they're going to compete. And, you know, I know that, you know, 
you didn't exactly like what Greeny said about, you know, if, if Mike Tomlin wasn't there, this team's one of the worst in the but league. it's also a compliment. It is a compliment. Greeny, it's a backhanded yeah. compliment, yeah, but is. it is a compliment. Right. Um, it, it's a testament to Tomlin. I mean, hell, you go back, what, three years now, Duck Hodges was the quarterback, and they still finished 8-8. Eight and eight. They were one game out of the playoff. How in the world did that happen? You know, like, and again, that's a testament to Tomlin. But, and, I mean, if Tomlin wasn't there, I don't know what that team would have looked like with Duck Hodges as a quarterback. But, um, I mean, it, again, it, it just, it's all predicated on Ben. And there's a lot of people that, you know, are low on Ben right now. I mean, I, I think I'm one of those people. I'm not this low. Uh, I mean, um, I, I still think Ben has good football in him, and I, I think he's definitely capable. But, again, it all goes back to whether or not he will change the way he plays offense. And if the Steelers change the way they play offense, we all believe that they will and that he will. But I don't think the national media thinks that's going to happen. No, it's clear they it's clear that they don't. And I don't know what they're watching, but it seems that they don't care, even though it does revolve around Ben. It just seems that they're ignoring the addition of Najee Harris. They're ignoring the replacement of Randy Feetner by Matt Canada. I mean, this is what people in Pittsburgh, not just us, people in Pittsburgh have been saying all offseason long. Those were the two moves that needed to happen in order to help Ben. So if they're so concerned with Ben's level of play, how are they so oblivious to these two moves? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, like I said, looking through the rest of this list for some spot-on things, some just absolutely ridiculous things, I, I think it starts with San Francisco being at number five. Uh, you want to just list the top five real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. List oh, the top okay. five. Um, Kansas City, and that's fair. You Tampa, can't argue that. Yeah. Tampa, Kansas two. Tampa, yeah. yeah, whatever. I don't think you can argue either way there. Buffalo, three. I think that's that's fair. Um, Cleveland, four. Maybe you convinced me otherwise, but they're probably a top five, top six team. San Francisco at, at five. And then L.A., the Rams at, at six. I think the Rams are a top five team. Might as well just go to the top ten. Baltimore at seven. Yeah. Eight is Green Bay. Nine is the Colts. Number ten is the L.A. Chargers wow. at number ten. He's so someone's banking high, on Justin Herbert. Yeah. Very high on the L.A. Chargers. And, yes, he is banking on Justin Herbert. But he also likes that they have a little bit of a renaissance on the offensive line. They got <laughs> Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsley, and Matt Filer to mm. – um, I don't know veterans. if I'd be writing about Matt Filer. And, and well, he's just saying I mean, he's going to make them shore up a leaky Yeah, I mean, he'll make them better, I guess, than they were. But still, I don't know if he would be one of the names that's bolded in my He does mention how their hopes do hinge on Derwin James staying healthy. Yeah. Needs to finally Which stay Which we've said multiple times on the show needs to happen. <clears throat> if they want to take that next step, for sure. Right. That yeah. be a really good defense, very dynamic defense if they can add him. And Bosa staying healthy is huge, Bosa too. staying healthy is massive as well. Interesting little blurb here under the Indianapolis Colts at number nine. Five newcomers with the most pressure on them this year. Matthew Stafford in L.A. Mm -hmm. I think that's 100% accurate. Yeah. Carson Wentz in Indy at number two. I like that one. Mm -hmm. And that's why he has it here in the number nine hole for the Colts. Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. It's fair. That's fair. Zach Wilson in New York. I think that's that's just because it's New York. Because it's the if Jets. he goes anywhere they think, else, They want him to be matter. Trevor Lawrence ASAP yeah. or better than Trevor Lawrence ASAP. Never going to happen. And this is just a total football guy pick, but he's so spot on. Orlando Brown in Kansas City. Now being the tackle protecting yeah. the best quarterback in football. Yeah. So a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, but I do agree with him that they can be a good team. It's just interesting how far off he has the Colts from the Titans because they finished with the same record last year. Titans winning that division based just on tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. Colts sneaking in the playoffs as the seven seed. They have 
him having the Colts in the top 10 at number nine and the Titans at number 18. Uh, I'm not opposed to the Colts being that high, but I don't know why the Titans would be that far back. For example, I would think the Titans would be a better team than the Chargers in my mind right now. If right I now, Titans better than the Chargers yeah. right now, yeah. If, so odd that he has the Chargers at number 10, and yeah. I think that would be a spot that maybe I would put the Titans. Yeah, I mean, does the addition of Carson Wentz make you nine spots better than the team that won the division over you last year? We don't even know if he's going to be better than what Philip Rivers was last year. Right, and he might not be. If he plays, let's just say he plays the same way that Rivers played, mm-hmm. does that make Is that nine enough? spots better than the than the Titans? No, no. I, don't, I don't think so. I think the Titans, I mean, if the Titans were at, 13 or 12 I you know you could talk me into that I don't think we would be up in arms over that but it's just yeah I mean I do think that Indy's going to be good and I think a lot of pressure is going to be on Carson Wentz but is the addition of just Carson Wentz make you that much better than the Titans I mean maybe if he's the MVP type guy before he got hurt maybe not that addition but does the addition of Eric Fisher yeah, so it's an true. Already too. really great yeah. offensive line, just make it that much better. It might. I mean, he didn't have that line in Philly. No, right oh, when no. he won the Super Bowl in Philly, they had a line that could move mountains. That I mean, wore dog masks. Probably and... had the best offensive line, not oh, just yeah. in football that year, but that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Think about this, folks. Their offensive line was so good that Nick Foles had to take over down the stretch, and they still won the freaking Super Bowl because he had a millennium back there to throw the ball. Whatever play they wanted to run, they could run. I mean, it's no coincidence that the Philly special went off without a hitch. That offensive line was a miracle-working offensive line. Philly didn't have that the past couple years. The Colts are trying to recapture that, though, for sure. Right, and if he gets a good line around him, I mean— We saw uh, what happened. Right, we see what what happens. Where did he put Wentz on that list? The number two. two most pressured, right behind Matt Stafford. Mm. I think Matt Stafford has more pressure just because it was a blockbuster trade. Carson Wentz really didn't get swapped out with another quarterback, right? It was Stafford for, for Goff, and you're going to L.A., and I think people wouldn't take much time to, to make the argument that Matt Stafford is better than Carson Wentz right now or maybe at any point in their careers, respectively. So I think that's why Stafford is higher, but – Still, I, I do think because of who Carson Wentz was leading his team to the Super Bowl, I still think there's a good amount of pressure, but it just I, – I love the Eric Fisher signing for them. I think that was a huge move in the right direction for them, and they have the pieces around him. The, the reunion with Frank Reich, too, I think is going to help him tremendously. It's just maybe with being from Philly, you know, you're, you're coming from that big market. You're going to Indianapolis where the quarterback – room has always been so so sure since Peyton Manning right it was Peyton Manning then Andrew Luck and then they were kind of left in limbo once Andrew Luck unexpectedly retired now this is the first real name because you weren't sold on Jacoby Brissett and you knew what you were getting out of Philip Rivers wasn't going to be the long-term solution this is kind of like the next guy up to be leading this team possibly for the foreseeable future so I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on him, and I think you can even make the argument that there's more just because I think the Matt Stafford thing only comes from being a blockbuster trade and being headed to a team where it's in a major city like Los Angeles. I think you can make the argument Carson Wentz has a little bit more pressure on his shoulders. Number 11, he has the Miami Dolphins, a team that you're very high I'm, on I, I, as well. I'm high on that. I'm, I'm cool with that. So, I get that they're not top 10 yet, but maybe by the end of this year, depending right, on how two plays. He has them plays. right behind the Chargers, the two teams, number 10 and the number 11 team, both of them as in his AFC playoff picture, uh, being led by second-year quarterbacks Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa. 
Uh, he did note that Tua had the worst rookie season out of the big three in that class with Herbert, Burrow, and Tua, and that's including Burrow having an injury. Tua was benched a couple times. And does that include never, Jalen Hurts, though? Was never really out. I don't know if it does, but I'll include Jalen Hurts, and I'd say Tua had a better year than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think Jalen Hurts is the big three. I view the big no, three as Burrow, no. Her- Tua, and Herbert. Even though on that rising star list that we we talked about, they had right, Jalen Hurts as like the number you noted, one. Maybe it's because the other three are already stars. Oh, good point. But he was liking the upgraded receiver for Tua, getting Will Fuller the fourth in free agency, and then drafting Jalen Waddell, ex Alabama Crimson Tide teammate of uh, Tua. Already Devontae Parker there as well. So it's a pretty formidable receiving core. I think Will Fuller, the fourth, is actually one of the more underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah. He has I to think stay it's healthy. a really good pickup from the He's Dolphins. He's got to stay there. healthy. He's got to stay out of trouble. Yeah, and I think that if they have the receivers in place around Tua, great coach there. Interesting, I saw Le'Veon Bell comment on a Miami Dolphins Instagram post as far as no. the NFL was saying key additions this offseason. He had a little comment underneath that. They do need a running back. That's one spot I would think that they could definitely upgrade. But I don't. I mean, think we thought they were going to address that. that issue with Najee Harris. So that's true. Very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Maybe we thought that, but we'll see what they go there. But I, I think Miami definitely has a great team. It's got. I they do. A great coach. Do I think you, Flores is a great coach. Yeah, he is. Do you think that they uh, challenge the Bills for the division? I do. I, I mean, I, really I think do. they don't make it easy. I think the Bills still lock away, but I don't think they make it easy at all. I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Dolphins win. The Miami's mm. plus three twenty to win the division. Right I would now. take the bet. I mean, Buffalo's minus 155. That's not, I mean, that's not super great odds for a team that went to the AFC Championship game. New England's going to screw around with them, too. I'm yeah. not saying that they'll push the Bills like the Dolphins could, but they'll they'll steal a game or two from both of these teams. Yeah, New England's plus 360, just so you know. Uh, pretty right there with Miami. Right there as with far Miami. As the betting line is concerned. Uh, he has Arizona at number 14 looking out into the NFC, and that's right on the fringe as far as the playoff team is concerned. Yeah. And, it's just a huge year, and I bring them up because that's a team that I think you put the stamp on. You need to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they if you should don't, have made the if, playoffs last year. If you don't, say goodbye to Cliff Kingsbury. And I think say goodbye to a lot of stuff, and I think you start to question Kyle Kyler Murray a little bit, Maybe. and I think you start to just question a lot of things, and the GM would might be, be in trouble. Uh, I mean, this is a team that they've built up. I mean, everybody looks on paper and says, okay, this team, it's time to start winning. And I, I thought they had it last year, and they stumbled miserably yeah. down the stretch, and the Bears were able to back their way into the seventh seed because the Cardinals just weren't able to win one game down the stretch that they needed to to clinch. And they go 8-8, eight and eight, and they lose a tiebreaker to Chicago, who also went 8-8 eight and eight and found them their way in the dance. So very disappointing end. They had an incredibly loud offseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, J.J. Watt. A.J. Green, Rodney Hudson, Malcolm Butler. I mean, they just signed. Kept going and going star, and Star, big name James talent after big name <laughs> talent. Uh, get out of here with that. It's a name. But it is a name. They were so incredibly active in free agency, and I think that just adds even more pressure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, I, man, that's going to be. That's going to be fun. Uh, I mean, looking at... You got Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt now. Right. I mean, that makes the defense really good. And again, I mean, we all like Kyler Murray here. You know, I mean, we're all fans of Kyler Murray. We all Mm -hmm. think he's an interesting player and he's got, you know, he's really got some some fun stuff to watch. I mean, his ability... I mean, I think Lamar Jackson is the only guy in the league that that rivals him athletically. And I think he's got, still in my mind, the best receiver in football right now. 
Oh yeah, Deion right. Deion. It makes even even yeah. if he's in year whatever, he's still. I still think he's the best receiver yeah. right now. Oh wow, can. I was talking about Larry Fitzgerald, not even thinking about DeAndre, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Oh yeah, DeAndre I don't think Larry Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald. I think he's gonna retire. I don't think you he's think gonna so. Play. No, I don't think so. All right, my mind. I I think Arizona receiver. I think Larry Fitzgerald. The AJ that's Green signing. Makes it yeah. seem like maybe Fitz is, and I even forgot that AJ Green, Green, went Green can there. go in and be the Fitz now. Yeah, right. I even forgot that that AJ Green signed with Arizona, but, but I think the best in the league. Absolutely, yeah. and that only yeah. makes Kyler Murray better. That only you know gets him you know uh, you know it allows him to move around more too. If if you know Hopkins is getting double teamed, that means somebody underneath is going to be open. Um, and and I like Chase Edmonds too. I know he's not you know I know they brought in Connor to be a compliment to Edmonds. Or maybe they don't think Edmonds is that good, but I really like Chase Edmonds. Um, so I mean, I'm not saying he's a, a superstar back, but I do like that team. But man, if they if they're bad again this year, if they pee down their legs going down the end of this, you know, the season down the end of the stretch, uh, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have a, a long yeah, shelf life here. I'm a little surprised Cliff Kingsbury didn't make that list of people on with the most pressure on their shoulders. He might be six. I don't know if he, he didn't make the list that long, but. Yeah, it was only five spots right. deep, but I'm a little surprised he wasn't even like mentioned as as an honorable mention or something like that because we've been talking about it for a while now how dire the situation is to get a playoff win in Arizona in this Cliff Kingsbury Kyle Murray era, and it still hasn't happened yet. Even w- even when they went out and got DeAndre Hopkins, it still hasn't happened. One last team that might be a head scratcher that's ahead of the Steelers, number fifteen, the Washington Football Team. I don't know if it's a complete head scratcher. I kind of like the direction they're going in. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick could be a big help. I think he was a much better option than what they had last year, especially better option than what they had available to them this year with Al Alex Smith. But he's got him at a nine and eight or a ten and seven team in his mind. Yeah, and that's in the first seven weeks. You play the Chargers, Bills, Saints, Kansas City, and the Packers. So you got to survive those. You got to right, right, right. I if mean, you that's. Can, I'd say circle the Saints one. Definitely need get to win. that one. Definitely, and I would say the Chargers one as well. Chargers and Saints definitely get those two. And if you lose out on the other three, whatever. But if you can, if you, if one, you can get two somehow out of that stretch, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's an incredibly tough stretch Ooh. for the Washington Football Team. But I and that's in the first seven too. I mean, that might be a team that pushes the Steelers and the Buccaneers as far as best defense in the NFL this year. Yeah, they're athletic, man. I mean, all the way around, they're athletic. On the defensive line, they're athletic. In the second level, they're athletic. I mean, they might have the best the best defensive line of football. I mean, I think I don't think it's very far off if they don't have the best defensive line of football. And they just went out and got um, in the draft a uh, kid from Tulsa, right? They got the kid from Kentucky, Jamin mm, Davis. Jamin Davis. So, good job, Jacob. Sorry about that. But they still went out and got more pressure to the quarterback and on their front seven their front line even i mean they it, it wasn't that they they settled and said okay our our pass rush is good enough we can we can go address another issue they said let's just bolster this this puppy up and they went out and got another piece so i i don't i don't know tom it sounds like you and i disagree on this i i like that the the Washington football team is, is where they're placed right now. Fitz Magic is a tough egg to put all your money on. I mean, he could totally blow this thing up, though. <laughs> he could. He always That's has that capability. Magic. The spells don't always work. They yeah, back, I mean, two years ago. They like Ron Weasley sometimes when it comes to Fitz Magic. <laughs> two years ago, uh, the Steelers were, a lot of Steelers fans were saying, go out and oh, get Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I think As they're over, over Mason. No, I'm saying two years ago when Ben oh, went down, oh, when, oh, when it was Mason and Duck. Duck. 
people were saying they win the Super Bowl that year if he's that's, their quarterback. That's what people <laughs> were saying. That's Fitz magic for you though. Uh, I think that Peter King is smart in a lot of areas. Final little bow on it. I think he is a little misplaced on where he's ranking the Steelers. In a handful of these on a handful of other teams, but I think the Steelers especially. A little too low. Don't bury them yet. They're not dead yet, folks. No, they're not. On the next episode of Steelers Standard, there has been some shockwaves sent throughout the NFL community today as Julio Jones really, for the first time, spoke. Although I don't know if he knew he was speaking. (laughs) But he shed some light on the whole situation with him and the Falcons, and he gone as far as what he said to Shannon Sharp today. We'll talk about that, talk about Julio Jones, maybe dig around into some other NFL headlines as well on the next episode of Steelers Standard. You can check out all our episodes at Steelers.com, and you can download and subscribe to Steelers Standard on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, as always, for listening. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you next time.